Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West, you are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. All right. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting news the networks refuse to use, no doubt, starts now. This, my fellow Americans, is the broadcast for October the 25th. In the year of our Lord, 2021, this is our 102. And I'm telling you right now, hard-hitting news that we refuse to use always on your radio in the traditions of our founding fathers. We indeed use the supreme law of the land, the Constitution for the United States of America. That is our guide. The checks and balances is brilliant. And one of the great solutions we have at our fingertips when we reject revolution, we stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. Welcome to Liberty Roundtable Live, hour one of two. Folks, listen up. My voice is absolutely hammered. <laughs> Last week, I was on the radio literally in a three-day period. Two, four, six, I don't know, probably 13, 14 hours total. I recorded 18 interviews from 15 to 20 minutes long each. Uh, and then uh, the, you know, two hours Thursday, two hours Friday, two hours Saturday on the radio. I then jumped on a couple of other interviews that I talked for, that I was interviewed for. I'm just telling you right now, my voice is just absolutely hammered, so I'm so sorry when I do my intros <laughs> and I sound like a teenager in puberty. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I just don't know what to say, except for the cause of liberty is worth every bit of it. I will say that and unequivocally stand tall for the sacred cause of liberty and do the best that I possibly can. A quick recap of Saturday's broadcast. We were live at Liberty 21 we can act conference. It was incredible at the Salt Palace. Two days, solid, long days, but tremendous days where Americans and speakers and vendors just had the best time ever. And, of course, got trashed by the mainstream press. We'll get into that as soon as Lowell Nelson, CampaignForLiberty.org, joins us. We were both there, and we saw up front in person what a tremendous conference it was. And then the, one of the biggest news organizations in the Olympic state of Utah literally lied through their teeth and abused us. Like, I mean, it's liable and slander like you wouldn't believe. Anyway, so on Saturday, we had our guest Glenn Rhodes on us, or with us, talking about EMPs. EMPtaskforce.us, that's the group he's with. Um, him and Dr. Peter Pry doing a great job at the conference telling us that we need to get our infrastructures together. It's one thing to think you're personally going to get hit by an EMP. Uh, that's not the worst part. The real issue is our sanitary systems and our water treatment systems, water purification systems, etc. Look, if those go down from an EMP, we're in serious trouble. So we need to talk to our cities and our counties and our municipalities, and we really need to take this seriously indeed. Um, we talked about a couple of books uh, to read if you want to learn more about it. The Sun Kings by Stuart Clark. Also, The Power and the Light by Peter Pry. Uh, anyway, great books, great knowledge, great information to take in and learn more about. But that's a serious issue, ladies and gentlemen. We also asked, do you know about Operation Fishbowl? If you don't, go look it up on the Internet and learn about it. Back in the 60s, um, you know, this, these changes were happening, and people started to realize this was a serious issue. But the problem is we can't get anybody to, to move the needle on it or do anything really about it. We claim it's a, a serious issue, but then we do nothing. But the second our sanitary systems go down, water treatment, sewage, this kind of stuff, we're going to have serious problems. It's one thing uh, 
to have a little bit of food storage on hand. That's great. But, folks, if you don't have good, clean water, pretty soon things are going to become very unsanitary, and then people are going to start getting sick and people are going to die. That's really the reality here. I don't mean to be um, too dramatic about it, but I do mean to really get your heart understanding what's going on here. This is a spiritual battle as much as a physical battle, and we need to really understand this. We then had John Knox on the radio with us. What a tremendous guy. Restoring Freedom Through Choice. Firefightersforfreedom.org. He's one of the founders doing a phenomenal job. And uh, all I'm telling you is he is just a, just a, a gem of a guy. Uh, hardworking. And he basically says, hey, we're not taking the vaccines. We're just not doing it. And he's in L.A. working with the firefighters. And they've got literally like 30% that are not willing to take the vax. And more and more and more are coming to their idea, into their viewpoint that says, look, whether you're vaccinated or not, whether you agree or not with the vaccinations, we all should agree that it should be your choice. And that's really the point that John Knox and others are making. A lot of people that are even vaxxed are coming and saying, I, you know what, I'm vaxxed, but I agree. I'm going to stand for your right to choose. And that's what this is about, ladies and gentlemen. If you want to choose the vaccines, feel free to do so. But don't make us and we won't make you. How's that? All right, anyway, John Knox, great guy. We then talked to Mike Brown. He's vice president of sales and marketing at Raindrop Technologies, an incredible texting company. Fund freedom and invest in Raindrop. Raindroptext.com. That's Raindrop, T-E-X-T, Raindroptext.com to learn more about them. If you have a company and you need texting services, go to Raindrop because they're back in freedom like nobody's business, folks. We also had our guest on Wendy Hart, co-founder and board member, securevoteutah.org. We're going to talk more about that with Lowell in seconds. We talked about the fact that we want a system that's transparent and secure. Yeah. All right. We also talked uh, to Megan um, Gilson, and she is with a group called Rocky Mountain Food Forest. Are you ready to live a more free, healthy an abundant life, let us show you how by transforming your yard. Yeah, they can really make your yard, ladies and gentlemen, all edible. Teaching the next generation how to grow food, it is priceless. Amen to that reality check. We also talked about the National Institutes of Health has literally now confirmed that Fauci did engage and the NIH did engage in gain-of-function research now Fauci could spend years in jail. Rand Paul leading the push on that it's big time. Also, Joe Biden said he was a senator for 370 years. How do you like that? Some are trying to act like it was a joke. And it probably was, but nevertheless, the poor guy just puts his foot in it over and over and over. It's amazing. Right? That's a recap of the incredible broadcast that took place on Saturday live from Liberty Conference 21, WeCanAct.net. Great conference. They're working on having this annually in Utah. And, man, I'm, I'm telling you right now, there's so many great people committed to making this a success. Utah, the top of the Rocky Mountains, becoming the, what do you want to call it, the new cradle of liberty. Used to be, what, Boston? <laughs> now it's going to be the heart of the Rocky Mountains. I'm telling you, that conference was tremendous. Lowell Nelson, CampaignForLiberty.org. Welcome to Liberty Roundtable Live. Well, thanks for having me, Sam. Good to be with you. Oh, man, there's so much to talk about. I want to talk about this uh, uh, reality check that you and I can provide uh, against the government-controlled mainstream press. 
And it is just mm. shocking how the press treats this thing. So I was at the event, and I'm telling you right now, it was a treasure trove of knowledge and information and professionalism and just peace and love and prosperity and stability and working together. And I mean, it was an amazing conference. And then I'll give you the headline in a second, but give us a 30-second on the conference for you. Was it amazing? Oh, absolutely, Sam. It really was amazing, both in terms of, of, of content provided, meaning the speakers and their substantive messages uh, provided, and as well as the attendees. I was very impressed with those who came, very knowledgeable, very interested, and excited to be there from not just from nearby Utah, but from surrounding states as well. Just a phenomenal conference, Sam. It was a phenomenal conference, and there was a lot of people there. I don't care what anybody says, but the enemy press. The enemy press, Lowell, is just out of this world in their dishonesty. So, ladies and gentlemen, we're talking right now about the Salt Lake Tribune. And Trent Nelson is the guy that wrote this, I'm going to call it nothing but a hit piece. On us and on our event. And it really, in my opinion, crosses the line. Uh, It's not only a differing of opinion, which is fine, but the reason that I say it crosses the line is it literally goes into false allegations, dishonest reporting, and literally libel and slander, in my humble opinion, to which I'm entitled. All right? Here's what the headline says. COVID denial, communism, and QAnon conspiracy theory fueled conference hits Salt Lake City. Speakers pushed misinformation about COVID and about election fraud at sparsely attended event. Trent Nelson, the Salt Lake Tribune. Now, I want to pick this headline apart piece by piece for a minute, Lowell. First off, COVID okay. denial. Are you denying COVID, Lowell? No. I've never denied COVID. I've said that it's being used as propaganda to manipulate the people. I said that it's overstated and overblown and its repercussions in reality. I've said a lot of things about COVID, but I have never once denied COVID. Now, some people say that it's a scam or a pandemic or a scamdemic. I believe that's all true, but that doesn't mean we're denying it. They're acting like this is like the Holocaust. You question anything about the Holocaust, and they say you're a denier. This is dishonest reporting, to say the least, Lowell. Yeah. Yeah, it sure is, Sam. Um, And, um, I I mean, just because we talk about COVID um, itself and its causes and uh, about the vaccine that came on the heels of it and all of the ins and outs of that doesn't mean that we're COVID deniers. It really is truly a hit piece, Sam. Remember, I'm the guy that tells you I got COVID twice and it almost killed me. How is that denying COVID-19? Ladies and gentlemen, it's just flat-out dishonesty. We'll brief you more in seconds with Lowell Nelson on your radio. Why don't we say to the government writ large that they have to spend a little bit less? Anybody ever had less money this year than you had last? Anybody better having a 1% pay cut? You deal with it. 
That's what government needs, a 1% pay cut. If you take a 1% pay cut across the board, you have more than enough money to actually pay for the disaster relief. But nobody's going to do that because they're fiscally irresponsible. Who are they? Republicans. Who are they? Democrats. Who are they? Virtually the whole body is careless and reckless with your money. So the money will not be offset by cuts anywhere. The money will be added to the debt, and there will be a day of reckoning. What's the day of reckoning? The day of reckoning may well be the collapse of the stock market. The day of reckoning may be the collapse of the dollar. When it comes, I can't tell you exactly, but I can tell you it has happened repeatedly in history when countries ruin their currency. You know where the solution can be found, Mr. President? In churches, in wedding chapels, in maternity wards across the country and around the world. More babies will mean forward-looking adults, the sort we need to tackle long-term, large-scale problems. American babies in particular are likely going to be wealthier, better educated, and more conservation-minded than children raised in still industrializing countries. As economist Tyler Cowen recently wrote, quote, by having more children, you're making your nation more populous, thus boosting its capacity to solve climate change. The planet does not need for us to think globally and act locally so much as it needs us to think family and act personally. The solution to so many of our problems at all times and in all places is to fall in love, get married, and have some kids. Lowell Nelson with me, ladies and gentlemen, campaignforliberty.org, ronpaulinstitute.org. We're talking about this dishonest headline from the Salt Lake Tribune about our WeCanAct.net conference last Friday and Saturday. We were both there, and I'm telling you, we're not seeing anything that they were saying. COVID denial is the first two words of their headline. None of us denied COVID. Some say that it's a manufactured disease. Some say the disease isn't near as bad as we're told. I agree with all that. But to say that it doesn't exist, look, we're not denying the Holocaust either. Just because I disagree with a lot of the information regarding the Holocaust, they make you believe the Holocaust is the worst thing in history ever to be done. Holodomor was much worse, to make the point. Does that mean I'm denying the Holocaust? Not even close. But anyway, COVID denial. Then the next word is communism. Now, I don't know what they mean by putting communism in there because, of course, we rejected communism. I wonder if the Salt Lake Tribune rejects communism, lol. They made it sound like we were promoting communism. That's kind of what it sounded like to me, too. And by the way, Sam, I just need to correct one thing. We don't want to give our listeners the wrong idea. But Trent Nelson is the name of the fellow who took the photograph pictured in the Salt Lake uh, Tribune. Uh, Brian Schatz is the author of the hit piece. Um, uh, So... Just for that one correction. Now, yeah, the and the reason that I promote Trent Nelson, though, is because his name is throughout the article, and Brian Schott's only there once. So who's doing the more yeah, damage? Yeah. I don't know, but we'll get into the reason that I'm putting Trent there as well, uh, because there were okay. lies told verbally. There was also lies told visually, and most people don't read much. They just look at the pictures. Yeah. So we'll get into that yeah. in just a minute, too. Yeah. But but you're right. It was Brian Schott. Uh, Anyway, so keep going, though. But they made it sound like we were promoting communism. We're promoting COVID denial, communism, and QAnon conspiracy. They're making it sound like we're promoting all those, right? Yeah, it sure sounds that way. In fact, everybody on the stage rejected communism. We even had people that have experienced communism 
uh, and literally testified against it, Lowell. Yeah, absolutely right, Sam. If anything, we promoted the free market, not the not the uh, control of government to diseases. Communism, socialism, Marxism, all of those isms were just diametrically opposed to what we stand for at that conference. They next talk about QAnon conspiracy. Now, I agree. Several people in the states talked and mentioned, uh, talked about and mentioned QAnon, but I'm not a QAnon guy. How about you, Lola? You a QAnon guy? Yeah, I don't even know what QAnon guy is, Sam. I understand he's kind of somebody. Well, I kind of think he's probably um, a government agent that is planted to sound like he's one of us, but is designed to lead people astray. That's kind of who I think QAnon is, but I I have no idea of really what he is or who he is, Sam. Right, nobody does. But there were a lot of people that promoted and referred to the information from QAnon, in my opinion. Uh, But what I find fascinating about it is it throws the whole conferences of all 3,000 of us plus believed in some kind of a conspiracy about QAnon. I'm not even one of them. So the reason I take yeah, such either. issue about it is because that they make you believe that we are all lockstep on this conspiracy idea called QAnon. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not I don't at know all. what they mean by it. <laughs> so I, I have a problem with that generalization that the news media of anybody should know better to not lie and promote. Then mm-hmm. they say conspiracy Theory Field Conference hits Salt Lake City. All right. I don't mean to be rude again, but it, it the problem that I have with this is it hits Salt Lake as if it's some hostile event that, that was problematic coming. So your views now are like a hit to the Salt Lake City area or something like this. Your, your conspiracies are just a hit. I know what they're saying, but these words are wordsmithed to create a narrative. That's absolutely dishonest, Lowell. Yeah, it, it makes it sound like it came from outside. You know, some external force came and hit Salt Lake City, when in reality, the organizers of the conference simply, uh, you know, it was their own idea. They 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 wanted to, to bring together the ideas of liberty and speakers who promote liberty to Salt Lake City. So they invited, they reached out and invited people from all over the country to come and participate in the conference. And so it was very, you know, it wasn't forced. It wasn't uh, done by some force from the outside, but from people right here in Utah, uh, liberty-loving Utahns, uh, you know, prepared and uh, promoted the conference and invited these good people to come. And, and I say good people because they didn't, they weren't paid to come here. You know, the, the conference, paid for their plane flight and their lodging, but that's it. Uh, and, and these people came, donated their time, donated their their their, their voices uh, to the cause of liberty, Sam. So it, it is a very misleading headline and, and obviously cannot be believed, Sam. Now, the reason I talk about Trent uh, first is because they took a photo that they show with this thing where they uh, then in the article say, hey, a 1,000 people attended, and then they say later less than a 1,000 attended. That's flat-out a lie, Lowell. That's flat-out dishonest uh, reporting, whether they did it on purpose or by mistake, I don't know. But the photo makes me believe it's on purpose, Lowell. 
Yeah, because the uh, there's two big big sections of the hall, and they have seating in the in you know, in the front and another uh, you know I, I don't know big huge sections of seating in the back. Um, and um, and of course the the one the picture is taken of the hall before things really got rolling, you know, before the event started. So you've got people up front. Uh, sit, sitting down, the, the, the seats in the back are empty at this point because the, the 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 conference isn't fully going yet, and so yeah, it makes it look like nobody's there, which is uh, misleading. And you know, they should have taken it, taken a picture, you know, when you know af after the conference began, right? I mean, after the conference was going, then you get a better idea of how many people were in there in attendance. Well, we know there were over 3,000 tickets sold. Uh, I saw the texting list, and there was well over 2,000 people on the texting list. Those are people that opted in for texts. Uh, and we know that we took some counts uh, at some of the high points, and we know there was more than 3,000 people there. Well, I don't know if the Salt Lakes were being checked with anybody that knew and had numbers and had information, but they flat-out lied. And then they say after that, after their photo, it says speakers pushed misinformation about COVID and election fraud at sparsely attended event. Now, I don't mean to be rude, but if you have 3,000 plus people in an arena for liberty, how do you call that sparsely attended? When I was there, it wasn't sparsely attended. I was running a booth and we were literally busy all day long with interviews from speakers and vendors. And I had three people there with me that were busy all day long talking to people while I was doing interviews even. I mean, this just isn't an honest representation at all. Sparsely attended? <laughs> Lowell, I can give well, you, you sound may... bites of the crowd cheering, and it's not sparse, buddy. They're lying to you. <laughs> That's true, Sam. Uh, and, and, and I have to mention the 70 booths that were set up. Um, there were basically three sections to the, 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 the Great Hall. And the booth space occupied the, the, the entrance to where you got your credentialed in the booth occupied the, the one space. And the 70 booths, these were filled by nonprofits and for-profit organizations there to uh, cater to uh, the, the, the attendees of the conference. And uh, you and uh, Loving Liberty uh, Network had, had a booth. Uh, we, we had a booth, various organizations had these booths and then the other two when you say we hold on hold on when you say we you're saying campaignforliberty.org right oh i'm sorry yeah it was uh securevoteutah.org um which okay, we can so talk about in a second we we had a booth yeah and Excellent. and well okay. i was in, i was with the your health freedom booth with the uh, platform republicans PAC booth as well as the um the secure vote utah booth so and the loving liberty booth by, by inference right <laughs> that that's right and so, uh, and so, basically, the three sections of the hallway of uh, the hall. One was about all about the booth, and then the, the other two sections had had the chairs uh, set up uh, in front of, or yeah, at, at, spread out from the stage. And so that can give you a better idea of our listeners, better idea of, of how the hall was arranged. The booths were kind of like to the right of all of the seating, so people could easily. Uh, uh, sit down and listen to the speakers, and then just get up and walk straight over to the booth, um, and and uh, you know walk through the booth too. So a very easy venue to to access all of the booths and all of the seating, and so it was very very well done, Sam. 
So I submit to you that the Tribune was completely dishonest in this, ladies and gentlemen. COVID denial, I've never denied COVID. Communism, I'm against communism, if that's what you mean. QAnon conspiracy, I don't even believe in QAnon. They say it was a fueled conference that hit Salt Lake City as if it was some outsiders doing a drive-by. That's a lie. It was planned by people who have been in Utah for decades. In mainstream positions, I might add. Quick pause. We'll tell you more. This is the one and only Liberty Roundtable Live with Lowell Nelson. CampaignForLiberty.org. Proclaiming liberty across the land. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance Pride. A La Nina storm system has drenched Northern California and parts of the Pacific Northwest with heavy rains overnight. Some flooding and mudslides are being reported in parts of California. It also caused widespread power outages in California and Washington State. Just under 150,000 homes in California and 64,000 homes in Washington State were without power this morning. The Canadian Coast Guard has reported a fire spewing toxic gas from a container ship has been stabilized and that it planned to deploy firefighters to the vessel to quell the rest of the blaze this morning. The fire had been burning since Saturday night on the Zim Kingston. It's anchored off the city of Victoria in British Columbia, northwest of Seattle, Washington. According to Radio Canada, 40 containers were lost into the Pacific Ocean during the incident. Baseball's World Series is set. Game one for the Atlanta Braves versus the Houston Astros is Tuesday evening on Fox. USA Radio News. Awesome and amazing day, man. This is John Jubilee with EnergizedHealth.com. That's right. Write that down after you get off of this ad. EnergizedHealth.com. Because this is your moment to change your life. Intelligent men are skeptical. I want you to be skeptical, but I want you to go check this out today. We have a breakthrough science that is so powerful that hundreds of doctors have changed their life. They recommend it to their patients, physicians to U.S. presidents, leading scientists across the world because it works. Intercellular hydration pushes all the toxins out of your body. It pushes all inflammation out of your body, can cause your brain to have double the function, men, double. Your testosterone level could rise 500 points naturally. You can wake up every morning like a teenage boy again and lose 30 to 40 pounds of solid fat every month. Be skeptical, but go check this out today at EnergizeHealth.com. That's EnergizeHealth.com. Is spending our way out of inflation a good idea? Chris Barnes from the New England USA Radio News Bureau has the details. Inflation suddenly a big concern for the U.S. economy, and Treasury Chief Janet Yellen says as the White House pushes for passage of the bipartisan infrastructure bill and the big social spending package, Americans should realize that neither one of them will accelerate inflation. Both of those are spending over 10 years, not in a single year. Uh, The rescue package uh, did involve substantial spending this year. She told CNN State of the Union that the inflation Americans are dealing with right now isn't something she expects to be a long-term problem. And she said those two bills will be huge boosts to the U.S. economy, if nothing else. And from the New England Bureau of USA Radio News, I'm Chris Barnes. Monday Night Football tonight on ESPN will have the Seattle Seahawks host the New Orleans Saints. USA Radio News.
right, back with you live, Sam Bushman, Lil Nelson. I don't want to talk forever about this article attacking us, but it's so dishonest and egregious, I've just got to spend a little more time on this. They say a favorite target for the speakers was the COVID-19 pandemic and any protective measures to stop the spread of the virus that's killed more than 720,000 Americans. Now, we want to stop the, the virus as well, folks. They make it seem like we don't want to stop it. We just want to promote it, and we're attacking everything to stop it. No, we're just attacking the government way to stop it, which has been designed to take control of we the people. We've talked about all kinds of ways to stop it with ivermectin and many solutions, but they ignore that reality. They say masks are the new swastikas. You wear a mask to signal you'll give in to fear, said Doug Billings. So they attacked Doug on purpose, a well-known podcaster. But I, here's the thing. Have you ever thought of the mask as the swastika? Lowell? <laughs> no, not particularly. Nope. Never occurred to me. No, Okay. But it is now, buddy. That's the deal. See what I mean by that? I think the mask is bogus because I think it signifies something. But I, I've never compared it to a swastika or, uh, you know, this kind of stuff. It, it's just insane. So on one hand, they want to call us Nazis. On the other hand, they want to act like we're, we're afraid of the Nazis. I, I don't understand what they're even saying. But see, all these scare words come together to manipulate the truth so dishonestly, it's shocking. I bet you if you asked everybody at the conference, they wouldn't be like, oh, yeah, the mask is like the swastika. Other speakers spent time promoting unproven alternative cures for the virus. Dishonest again. Okay, ivermectin has absolutely got more studies about its efficacy than almost anything else. Their emergency-approved solutions aren't proven safe or effective either. That is the point. They go on then, and they say, uh, they talk about, we say, hey, um, COVID-19 is, uh, you know, treatable by all these things. And then they say, hey, that people are falsely claiming Wow. Yeah, I will say, then Sam, they go on. Um, that, that... Then they go on yeah. and they miss, they miss drugs that Trump used that we talked about, and then they talk about another drug that Trump used in defense of that drug. They're just dishonest, Lowell. Yeah. Yeah, they are. Uh, yeah, but uh, it is true that Doug Billings, uh, the quote that they, 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 they used here, masks are the new swastika, because that's what Doug Billings said, and he made a point of, of headline of this article, he held it up in front of the conference and said, "This is exactly what I said, and I stand by it 100%." Uh, you know, in other words, he, his point was that uh, those who wear the masks are the ones who have uh, drunk the Kool-Aid, and they're the ones who are trying to impose their their will on and the rest I, of us. And I get it, but that's one speaker. Comply. That's one speaker out of 50, and that doesn't represent the 3,000 in attendance saying or agreeing that at all they make it sound like the whole group is running around saying that yeah one yeah, guy said that mm-hmm. now he has every right to his opinion and i'm not backing away from his opinion and i'm not backing away that he has the right to stand by that point but it doesn't say that one guy said that it basically makes right. it sound like we're all running around that's the new theme for the patriots <laughs> okay it isn't true Anyway, then we talk about how the deaths are called into question, and then they mock us for that. But even Mm -hmm. Anthony Fauci said if the cycles are too high, it creates erroneous tests. So why don't they admit the truth about what Fauci said? 
Then they said, outside of this, there were other well-worn talking points. Yeah, anything you've used the enemy is communist or Marxist. Anyway, it goes on and on and on and on, ladies and gentlemen, of the dishonesty. And I want to I let go of that unless you have a final point on that. But I wanted to really say, I think these are just flat-out lies uh, by the Deseret Tribune. And the reason that I take this on is I don't want to attack the two people that created this article by as people, okay? Trent Nelson, who took the photos, Brian Schott. Now, isn't it interesting that Brian Schott did a drive-by on us? His last name is Schott. <laughs> yeah, took a shot at us. Weird thing. <laughs> he took an unfair shot at us. It's shot because it's C-H. It's not really shot, but anyway, there you go. All right. I, I bring people. it up, though, because... <laughs> I bring it up, though, because, ladies and gentlemen, why do they have to attack us like this? Why can't they say, hey, these guys had an incredible conference. Uh, it was well attended, which is the truth, well over 3,000 people. Uh, we disagree with their views, but here's what they covered. Why can't they just honestly report on us? And that's all I would like yeah, them to do. That's exactly what we'd like the press to do, Sam, is provide an honest report of, of what happened uh, you know, one other thing uh, that conference goers were saying was uh, we need to we need to call and text uh, Brian Schott and tell him his article is full of shots. <laughs> kind of funny. Yeah, but, there you um, have it. But anyway, I, I, I just I just feel like if we're going to have civility in this nation, it's going to have to start by being a little bit more kind than appropriate. Okay, for example, they attack Michael Flynn and say he was the guy that was first fired. What they don't tell you is that the Democrats who got him fired really ended up taking the beating, and the truth came out, and, and, and Flynn's free. It's not fair to say he was fired without telling the enough of the real story to say he's free and has been vindicated. Right? Yep, that's exactly right, Sam. You know, I was just reading through this article again and noticed that the further they go into the article, the more they quote what was actually said. And so if you read through the whole article, you do get a, a much better idea about the conference. But what you said is so true that people read just the headlines, and then they, that colors their whole view of the article. So even if, even if they were to read the whole article um, innocently, uh, they would be biased by the headline. And, and even though they read the whole article where things got better and better or more accurate as, as, the, as the article progressed, they would still – you know, still have that uh, that veil of uh, that filter, you know, going on in their head. And yeah, so and they even wouldn't really it, recognize it, the truth. Even though it says what we said, it's out of context, so manipulatedly. I'll mm -hmm. give you the example. The, the statement about swastikas is a great example. If you understand mm -hmm. what was said by whom and the reference points of which in the context in which it was stated, it's a whole different discussion than making it seem like, ah, everybody now in this whacked-out conspiracy movement thinks that the swastika uh, and, and masks are virtually the same thing. It's not the same at all in terms of what happened, really, even though the statements were made, right? Yeah. And another example of that, Sam, is, you know, people talk about facts, and they say, well, well you, you can't deny facts. But what happens is, like, uh, an example of the, they, they report that the hospitals, the, I, the ICUs are 90% capacity, and they, and they think the sky is falling because of that. And yet no one asks for context. I mean, how full are your, are your ICUs normally, right? And, and so it, it, it's often, 
if, if it's a case that your ICUs are 90% full all the time, and then you know COVID comes along and your ICUs are 90% full, it's it's not you, the, the sky is not falling. I mean that's that's really quite normal. And yet if that's the context. So the facts are they're 90% full, but the context is that that's normal. And the, and the, but the news media fails to provide that context, and so everybody who reads your article thinks that the sky is falling. So you know that's just another example of the importance of providing context that you're talking about, Sam. Well, and then you say, uh, you know, ivermectin is not safe or proven at all, and we're pushing these not safe and not proven theories. But you leave out the fact that the government has a bunch of non-safe, non-proven solutions as well. Nobody has anything safe and proven uh, that we can agree on to date, right? But you can't pitch one side and say (laughs) we're a bunch of whacked-out conspiracy theorists because we have non-proven ideas for solutions when that's all they have, too. Yeah, I mean, nobody has a proven solution for COVID, right? At least that both sides can agree on. So it's just dishonest is the point, ladies and gentlemen. And I would simply, without trying to attack these gentlemen, I I want to attack the points being made. I don't want to attack them personally. But I would simply ask Brian Schott and Trent Nelson to be honest. Don't take a photo before it starts. Okay, so the, the speaker started at noon. And I'm telling you right now, he did not take a photo at the height of the conference or even the majority. I mean, I, I was there right at the end, and I'm telling you, there was at least um, at least 1,500 to 2,000 people in the arena, even at the end. Uh, and so don't tell me that there was less than 1,000 people there. It's not true. It isn't true. From ticket sales to people who were there at the event that signed up for a text list, I have multiple ways to know there was a lot of people there. And so this sparsely attended less than 1,000 isn't accurate. Um, but you know what? We got treated hostily by the mainstream press, and we got treated hostile by the venue itself. Lowell? Um, to underscore uh, what you just said about it being widely uh, known and widely viewed, you know, thousands of people, I drove uh, Dr. McCullough back to the airport. And, um, All right, hang on, Lowell, I don't uh, want you to be interrupted by the music for this. I want you to tell this tale right out of the break. Quick pause. Okay. Okay, Lowell drove Dr. Peter McCullough back to the airport, and they had a private conversation that now we're going to tell you about. All right? Ain't tight. Lowell Nelson, Liberty Roundtable, live. for Moral Law is a nonprofit legal foundation committed to protecting our unalienable right to publicly acknowledge God. The Foundation for Moral Law exists to restore the knowledge of God in law and government and to acknowledge and defend the truth that man is endowed with rights not by our fellow man but by God. The foundation maintains a twofold focus. First, litigation within state and federal courts. Second, education conducting seminars to teach the necessity and importance of acknowledging God in law and government. How can you help? Please make a tax-deductible contribution, allowing Foundation attorneys to continue the fight. You may also purchase various Foundation products as well at morallaw.org. Located in Montgomery, Alabama, the Foundation for Moral Law is a nonprofit, tax-exempt 501c3, founded by Judge Roy Moore. Please partner with us to achieve this important mission, morallaw.org. The spirit of the American West is live and well in Range Magazine, the award-winning quarterly devoted to the issues affecting the American West. 
Each issue contains informative articles, breathtaking imagery, as well as the culture of cowboy spirit today, and gift ideas like the 2021 Real Buckaroo Calendar. Order online from rangemagazine.com. Loving Liberty Network salutes the spirit of the American West at rangemagazine.com. Well, my mom smokes and my dad smokes, and I saw them smoking, so I tried it. They're telling me not to smoke, but they smoke themselves. When it comes to smoking, are you sending mixed signals? But when you teach someone a certain way to do things and you go back on that certain way, it sends mixed signals to the person that they're trying to teach. The parents need to be the example. Smoking. If you think you're old enough to start, you're smart enough to stop. A public service message from this station and the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Live and on your radio, ladies and gentlemen, Sam Bushman, Lowell Nelson, CampaignForLiberty.org. The reason I spent so much time on how beat up we've been over this, ladies and gentlemen, and to highlight the truth is because we've spent so many hours promoting the conference. We've literally probably spent 40 hours promoting the conference on your radio. And so I feel like I don't need to be too positive or whatever in, in this interview just because we're, we're talking about the abuse we've been taking. Uh, but that in, in backdrop um, with all the hours that we've spent literally letting you hear from the speakers. And you can decide what you think of the speakers and the vendors and uh, our coverage of the event and stuff like that. Rather than listen to these whacked out Tribune people, you can decide for yourself how valuable you think the information is. And that's one thing that the mainstream press is going to learn very quickly as the new media takes center stage. The people will decide, and I'm telling you, you'll be relegated to Never Never Land yesteryear media if you're not very careful, my fellow Americans, because people see the truth. Uh, Anyway, I digress. Lil Nelson uh, was hanging out uh, with Dr. Peter McCullough as he took him to the airport, and this conversation is liberating and fascinating. Lil? Right. As we drove uh, down the street away from the Salt Palace toward the airport, uh, he was getting these text messages, <laughs> and he was thumbing through the text messages, and he would comment about one or two. And, and then he looked up and he said, I didn't know this event was live-streamed. <laughs> you know, he said, and, and it turns out the people from all over the country, you know, people who had, who had purchased a live-stream ticket to the conference and heard him make his presentation were, uh, after the fact, uh, con- congratulating him uh, on his presentation and, and, and thanking him for, for doing it, you know, traveling all the way uh, from his home in, I think it's Texas. Uh, anyway, he traveled, you know, all that way I, I, to the conference, gave his, uh, his presentation, and then he got all of these tech from people all over the country, and that really brought a smile to his face. And, of course, to mine, too, because it was just fun to see him <laughs> be somewhat surprised that so many people around the country had heard his presentation. Sam? Yeah, it sure would have been nice if they would have said speakers flew in, professional speakers flew in from all across the country, and 3,000-plus people attended a Liberty Conference protecting the sacred cause of America. That's what they ought to be reporting. Anyway, That's I want to talk sure. about uh, uh, what do you got next, Lowell? Well, um, I, I wanted to, to give you one other thing that happened um, because I was so heavily involved with the, the travel lodging and security of the speakers at the conference. I wasn't able to hear most of the speeches, but uh, I was able to visit more intimately with some of the speakers, the ones I shuttled to and from the airport and the hotel. Uh, uh, and, and one of the things I did was um, I, in, I asked General Flynn if he, would mi- if he, if he wouldn't mind uh, – taking a picture with the um, 
with the uh, the, the flag uh, bearers, you know, the the people, the the, uh, the detail that was going to present the colors uh, to the the event at noon on the first day, and and he was so awesome. I mean, he was our keynote speaker. He was the reason why a lot of people came to the conference. Uh, I even met one lady from who flew in from California for this conference. Um, and and General General Flynn, um, he's such a gentleman, such a wonderful wonderful man. Um, uh, anyway, I, I invited him on Friday morning at the breakfast. He spoke at a speaker's breakfast, and he said, sleep is overrated. Uh, he really said, encourage us to be up and doing in the sacred cause of liberty. He's very old school, meaning he's committed to principle. He, he is loyal to liberty and to the, the habits in life that, that result in success. <clears throat> now, uh, the color guard wanted to take a picture with him, and he said, sure, yeah, I'll do that. And so in, during the 11 o'clock hour, we, just prior to the event begin, beginning, um, I met the color guard and, and got them together, and I notified General Flynn, and then he joined us and invited us over to the east wall of the hall there where American flag was being projected onto the wall several stories high. It's this huge projection of the American flag. And so we took our pictures in front of that projection, in front of the American flag. And then, Sam, he took the next five minutes and visited with each of the four cadets. There were four cadets. These were members of the junior uh, ROTC. Um, and they were basically teenagers who were taking very seriously this opportunity to serve in the military. And General Flynn, who could have been anywhere, doing anything, you know, talking or hobnobbing or, you know, a very important person, he took five minutes, Sam, maybe seven minutes, and, and, and he just visited with each one of those young four cadets in turn, um, just, just uh, I, you know, I wish I, I, I could have overheard what he said, but I was listening to somebody else who was talking to me, I didn't want to be rude, but, but what I could tell from their faces, these four young cadets, that what he was telling them was inspiring. Their smiles got bigger and bigger and, and, and encouraging. And for these four young cadets, it was a memory of a lifetime to, 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 have, to, to stand uh, in the presence of, of, uh, of General uh, Michael Flynn and to receive instruction from him, encouragement from him, and, and appreciation from him for their decision to, to, to serve our country, Sam. So just very poignant and beautiful experience to which I was a witness, Sam. <clears throat> there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, that's really, really amazing stuff. Let me give you another example of something that was at the conference that I really think was important, but they kind of mock. Ladies and gentlemen, we want a system that's transparent and secure. And decades ago, you need to understand that friends and neighbors used to be election judges, some to administer the ballots, some to count the ballots, etc. You know what? They could report the totals within an hour or two of the voting. It was awesome. Ladies and gentlemen, we need to reduce costs and enhance security for our voting. Whether you agree that there was vote fraud or not, you know what? That's going to be a debate till the cows come home. The naysayers will say you're crazy. There was no vote fraud. We're going to say you're crazy. There was, and we have the evidence. They're going to say we don't want to see the evidence. You're going to say, well, then how do you know? They're going to say we don't care. You're crazy. You're a conspiracy nut. You're whacked. The debate rages on, but ladies and gentlemen, SecureVoteUtah.org is a unique group of people putting together a tremendous, in my opinion, solution. And WeCanAct.net is one of the real, in my opinion, points. It's not about just talking or listening. It's about doing. 
And WeCanAct.net was all about doing at that conference. And that's really why I think we're being attacked so much, is they know when we basically leave that conference, 3,000-plus people are going to be doing. And that's really tremendous. That's only the people on the ground. That doesn't count for the streaming, thousands of people streaming that thing uh, that General Flynn heard feedback from, etc. Okay, so this is serious, and they know it. Uh, and, Lowell, I really want to talk about the SecureVoteUtah.org, even though there's people in other states listening across the country because they can start one in their area. And I did a great interview uh, about this. But you were involved specifically with that booth, right? I was, Sam. Um, uh, Richard Barris is a pollster, a nation nationally recognized and acclaimed pollster. He did a poll of the people in Utah. This is during the summertime, probably about July, uh, maybe the August time frame. And uh, it was a very comprehensive poll. Over 500 people polled uh, of, of, um, uh, of a representative sample of Utah. Okay, so basically polled all the registered voters, in, not all the registered voters, but a sample of, uh, uh, that represented all of Utah. And, and 9 in 10, basically 88% of the voters in Utah support in-person voting in local precincts with only 4.5% in opposition to it and just 6 or 7.6% unsure. And this includes 91% of self-identified Republicans, 84% of self-identified Democrats, 84% of voters who identify as either independent or third party. And so we have, uh, uh, you know, proof in the pudding here. Utahns prefer election security over convenience. And that's what this initiative would do. It would get rid of the machines, get rid of the computers, how can a person, how can a poll watcher watch a computer count a vote? They, it, you can't. You cannot see a computer count a vote. But what you can see is your neighbor, you know, and elect, uh, uh, your, your, someone in your precinct who you know and who knows you, counting an actual paper ballot, <clears throat> a sequentially numbered ballot, in fact. And, and you can actually watch them. Look at the name on the names on that ballot, and and uh, and count the vote being cast for whichever candidate. You can see that with your eyes. You can witness that, and that's what we want to get back to, Sam. We want to get back to the days when people went and cast their ballot on election day. It was a paper ballot. They 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 got it from the election judge. They marked it, and then they dropped it in the box. All of that very transparent meaning you didn't, you didn't see how they voted, but you saw that they did vote and that they only voted once, and they dropped their ballot in the ballot box, and it stayed there until after 8 p.m. at night when it was pulled out and counted. And then those results were, were, were called in to the, uh, the county clerk, um, and, and the county clerk or, or the municipality, the city recorder, if it's a municipal election, and then that person then, uh, aggregated all of the totals and, and then reported the bottom line. I mean, that's how we used to do it, Sam. And it was, it's a tried and, and true method. It's a proven method. And it's not subject to corruption or manipulation the way a centralized voting system, the way a, a computer system, which can be tampered with, um, is. And so that, that's what we want to get back to, Sam. And, and I'm very supportive of this, uh, this effort. Amen. We're about out of time. We've promoted these people uh, on the radio as much as we can because we believe they're the tried and true, honest people doing a great job in America. WeCanAct.net hopefully uh, will be going on annually going forward as well. I think it will. But we weren't treated very kindly by the venue either. Let's quickly mention that, Lowell. 
Um, Salt Lake County is the entity that manages the Salt Palace events. And during negotiations, which occurred about three, four months ago, they had agreed to $15 uh, per box lunch. But then when we ordered 6,000 lunches uh, just uh, 10 days in advance of the convention, the price just suddenly jumped to $23 per lunch plus a $10,000 service fee on top of that, amounting to nearly $150,000 just for the lunches that uh, they were going to provide for us. And in other words, they tried to break us. They tried to make this a net negative event for us, and so we rejected that. And, uh, and, uh, and, and you know, we invited people to bring their own lunches. Um, uh, and, and another example of the way we were treated, um, one week before the event, they insisted that our security personnel be bonded and licensed when uh, four months earlier they had agreed that volunteer ushers would be okay. So basically they treated us like dirt, and then that's kind of typical of a government-run entity, Sam. They don't, you know, it's a monopoly. They don't have to reach out. They don't have to attract people. But I guarantee you, Sam, that had this been a private organization running the Salt Palace for, for profit, if, if that kind of entity had been running this event, they would have welcomed us there. They would have, they would have kept to their terms of the contract that we had stipulated months and months earlier, and they would have, uh, you know, just been warm and welcoming uh, and worked with us because that would have secured our interest in using them in the future. Right I now, got one last, not, I got one last so statement for the media, Lowell. If we didn't have anybody yeah. there, less than 1,000 people, why were we willing to guarantee 6,000 lunches? <laughs> That's a yeah, great how dumb yeah. am I, ladies and gentlemen? We ought to sue them is what we ought to do. Yeah, we're thinking about that. All right. Anyway, our prayers are with it. I'd love to cover more, Lowell. We're just flat out of time. And I hate to spend so much time on that article and how abusive they were to us, but we've spent so much time. We've literally interviewed over two-thirds of the speakers, so we've really covered the conference well, I think. Lowell, thank you for your service, sir. Well, thank you, Sam. You did a great job at the conference and here every day on Liberty Roundtable. Kudos to you. My hat's off. Thank you, sir. For Sam and Lowell, God save the Republic of the United States of America. Live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West, you are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk radio Show. Talk show. All right, and happy to have you along, my fellow American Sam Bushman, live on your radio. Hard-hitting news the networks refuse to use, no doubt, continues now. This is the broadcast for October 25th in the year of our Lord, 2021. This is hour two of two. The goal always to protect life, liberty, and property and to promote God, family, and country. We use the supreme law of the land, the Constitution. We also believe the checks and balances brilliantly put in place by the Founding Fathers. One of the great solutions we have at our fingertips. We reject revolution. We stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. The Week in Act Conference, we weren't able to be live enough hours to cover everything. So we pre-recorded a bunch of great interviews for you, ladies and gentlemen. The first one is with Michael Proper. And he's chairman of CLEAR. I think of it as CLEAR Communications, if you will. But they say decentralize 
your digital life with Clear. Clear Clear.co.com is the website or Clear.store for their store that competes with Google and Apple stores, etc. Centralized systems are robbing our children of the future they deserve. Amen to that. Here's Michael. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman continuing live interviewing vendors and speakers at the WeCanAct.net conference. I'm telling you, it is an inaugural event in Salt Lake City at Salt Air. Uh, just an incredible event, man. It's been something to behold, I'll tell you what. There's people everywhere learning from one another, rubbing shoulders, building relationships. It just goes on and on, and, man, it is fantastic to see. The latest man to be our guest just got off the speaking stage, Michael Proper. He's chairman over at Clear Communications. Uh, the idea is, hey, you know what? Centralized systems are robbing our children of the future they deserve. Welcome to Liberty Roundtable Live, sir. Sam, thanks for having me. You're very welcome. Catch us up a little bit on your speech thing. Give us kind of a summary for those who may have missed it, and we'll encourage them to go to weekendact.net and they can go ahead and get a ticket, and then they can watch the archives and see your speech. But in the meantime, sir. We basically reviewed how important it is to decentralize our world, as that's the way we can basically walk away from these secret combinations, whether it's big tech or big media or big government or even big health. Talk a little louder in your mic if you can. It's a can loud do, crowd. Can do. Hello, crowd. It's wonderful to be here. This is the first time doing something crazy like this. All Sam, right. Sam is amazing in person and then some. Oh, well, we appreciate that, sir. The check... I guess it's not in the mail. I better put it in your hand after. <laughs> anyway, so there's a lot going on, though. Let's talk about Clear. Let's talk about the founding a little bit. I've heard a lot about it, but I, I just need to kind of catch everybody up because it's a, in a way, it's a new kid on the block, but yet it's very uh, well established, right? So we got eleven over 11 years that we've basically been building different businesses, and these businesses are service providers, whether it's the Clear Foundation, Clear Center, Clear Cellular, Clear United, Clear Health. And these guys all focus on decentralized systems for the future. And this future is all about the digital world instead of the physical world. So you may have saw on Thursday where Trump basically announced this new digital world effort. Well, there really is a a different way to be able to deploy governance. And with the digital world, there's a declaration of unity. You can see it at digitalworld.earth. And you can see this declaration. And if it's something that aligns with you, please reach out. You can sign it. You can be a part of it. And the next is going to be a constitution. So, All right. So let's talk about that. This first one's really a petition. Yep. And the goal is to say, hey, what? Privacy matters? It's not just privacy. It's this digital world that we all, like right now, even though people are listening through the speakers in their car or in their home, there's a digital signal that sends this. We don't have governance and structure over this digi- digital signal. And that's basically what it's building, just like how different land, this whole earth we live on is one big ball, so to speak, a sphere that we get to, to live our lives on. But most of the time we're operating in this digital ecosystem. And this digital ecosystem does not have real governance for the future of mankind. But with technology, especially decentralized intelligent systems that are put together, we can literally build a future for generations. Kind of like you and I, Sam, when we were born in this world, we didn't understand phones and cars and fridges or any of these digital devices the way that we operate with them now. And so imagine a future where people are actually free 
instead of slaves to these digital devices. And that's really what we're building, Sam. Does that make sense? That makes sense, and it comes from the idea that technology is neither good nor bad. It's how it's used and who controls it that matters, right? That's exactly right. And this Declaration of Unity talks a lot about principles and virtues and purpose, and it really ties into the future for people to operate. Because right now, a lot of people just kind of hide online, and they don't act responsibly or the same way that they would in the physical world. And with this new digital ecosystem, you can literally build reputations online, but still have some anonymity or some obfuscation of who you are. So they may know use your first name, but not your last name. And that obfuscation can be proven by cryptographic keys. And the future of everything in this world is all proven by math, cryptography. Proven by math, duplicatable, reliable, and not fakeable, right? That's absolutely right. Imagine identity that cannot be faked. Imagine, we call it the Maria Gonzalez problem. So over 24 different individuals were born in the same Orange County Hospital on the same day. How do you manage that? Do they just get different social security numbers and that's how you manage it? It's much deeper than that. And so literally cryptography. So for instance, Sam, let's say that, that you have a clear phone and you have a derived key for contacts and that clear phone and you connect with me, Sam, I take my public key, you take your public key, together it builds a new, unique key for both of us, kind of like a QR code. It's a concatenated unique key. You got it. And that, instead of us calling phone number to phone number to, to communicate or email to email or IP address to IP address, you literally communicate over this new contact management system that's actually been standardized worldwide. A wonderful jam, another Sam named Sam Smith actually is one that built it. You can read it online if you want to look up Kerry. So K-A, so Kerry is actually for key management and Sam Smith. It's a 180 something page document, but it literally has been standardized by the folks that actually originally built the barcode. The barcode also known as 666 in the middle. This new QR code system will literally replace it. And everything that has a barcode on it today has been standardized with this. So it's not just human to human communication, but it's human to device. So human, maybe to a store, maybe to anything in the world. So literally you could go and buy, you know, uh, a Manuka jar of honey from New Zealand. Right now there's a lot of fraud and counterfeit in honey, believe it or not. So 30% of the honey that actually arrives from New Zealand to China is real. The rest of it is actually counterfeit. Isn't that crazy? But they're using these same types of technologies to actually- counterfeit as into its origins. Yes, yes, it's still honey, but it's not really Manuka honey from New Zealand. That's yeah, exactly right. Yeah, you're paying right. a premium for not a premium, buddy. You got it. That's you're exactly right. You're getting garbage in the, uh, uh, what do they call that, organic aisle. You got it. So imagine identity can never be fraudulent, and we should never say never, but people, because people can screw things up, but ultimately identity can actually be verified by third parties. I'll give you an example. Let's say you wanted to go into a bank and actually get a loan, which I believe is the true American dream to be able to actually get credit. It's not necessarily buying a house and becoming a slave to a financial system, but it's actually the ability to go in and get credit into a system because not everybody in the world has bank accounts, let alone credit. But let's say you wanted to go in and buy a car or maybe want some other assets. In this new digital world, you can actually verify with other people your employment and your income and your education. And the bank can actually have some assurity that it actually connected up with these other ecosystems, the bank, your education, 
and your employer and actually validated who you were, what you're doing, your income, blah, 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 without the details, but with their cryptographic ability to actually communicate back with you. Does that make sense, Sam? Yes, it does. And uh, what happens, ladies and gentlemen, with a lot of this crypto technology or whatever, there's a chain uh, of deliverance, right? That can't be faked also. Yep, it's what we call, it's actually a, a triple ledger accounting. So there is no systems or humans in the middle of it. Like today we use double entry accounting where a transaction happened and then you account for it in a system and then you report it for compliance. In this world, you don't need the reporting and systems and people to actually do it. The technology does it all on its own. And yeah, so, because in, a, in double entry accounting, a lot of times you give, <laughs> you give one version of something to somebody and another version uh, for another reason. This is triple, but it's not different versions, right? That's exactly right. And it's even more brilliant than that. But in yeah, the net, in I, don't, a, I don't want to take everybody down a rabbit hole, but technically I want people to kind of understand what's happening here, though. Uh, and so then what happens that you need to clear with, the, with this kind of basis we've set? What happens you need to clear now? What's unique to clear is that there's a key management system on these phones that actually builds 12 words when you get the phone. So instead of getting an Apple phone and a Google phone, where you actually log into iCloud or you log into your Google account, you literally get 12 words, and those 12 words then have derived keys from there on out. But the phone and your fingerprint are what actually access those derived keys. That is what will change the world that man currently knows, especially when it comes to technology. And so imagine a world, a digital world, where we can actually communicate with people with validation without being surveilled. And what I mean by that is everything today, hardware, software, systems, servers, CMOS, BIOS, everything actually has backdoors, believe it or not. Yeah, it's, it does because the government built it away from the ground up. They really The did. military got in bed with the universities who got in bed with the Department of Defense and others, and as a triad, they built this. You're exactly right. As a matter of fact, my history goes back to 1992 in the security world. I actually worked with the same folks that funded some of these projects that came out of those universities. I even worked with business plans in these universities. And the next thing you know is there's collusion with the government. And then right here in little old Utah, probably about 30 minutes from where we're sitting, Sam, is the NSA. And they actually copy every piece of data that is sent worldwide. and they meta tag it, they track it, and they can go back into it and people think, oh, I'm encrypted or whatever. But the point being is when you have communication, let's say with one phone number to another phone number, even on technology like Signal, which is a wonderful application, and the developers and funders should absolutely, we should applaud them. But the technology of encryption is, is solid in between, but this NSA still knows what number called what number and then what blob is in the middle. Well, the, and they also still have the ability oftentimes to insert themselves as a man in the middle somewhere on one end or the other where the decryption happens. So let's be very clear that <laughs> everybody thinks this stuff is secure, and I'm here to tell you that it's not. Abs you're spot on. You're absolutely spot on. But imagine if data gets obfuscated so they can't actually tie it back to a particular cell yeah, phone. Yeah, so they've got the data. They just don't know who, where, how, what now. You got it. You got it. So they can play their surveillance game but there's no way for them to organize it in such a way that they can actually make heads or tails of it. Because it's now random communication. Yeah, so that... You're so you got a piece of data, you don't know that it was Sam and Michael. 
You got it. You might think it was the speaker over there and Tina. It is. I don't know, I don't know who Tina is, but you get it, right? T- I know who t- Tina is amazing, and you should get to know <laughs> Tina if you don't know Tina. I know Tina. I'm just okay. Tina. I, didn't we, want to, I didn't want to tie it to Tina. Oh, she. I would tie all of this to Tina because she's literally, she is acting on what she feels compelled to do. Yes, she is. That's all we need to do. And to he's unite. talking about Tina Horlocker, ladies and gentlemen. I was just using a fictitious Tina out uh, there yeah, yeah. Uh, in the beginning. But he's right. Tina Horlocker put this incredible conference together, and it is something to behold, I'll tell you that. Now, so tell me about Clear then from a user point of view. What they need to know is this. They get a little bit of anonymity. Uh, they're not tied to one of the big uh, corporations, if you will, right? That's correct. Uh, you get your phones how, where, what? How are they different for me then? What operating system are they on? The Clear phones can be purchased and seen at clear.co.com for all the companies. But if you want to actually purchase, it's clear.store. And so at clear.store, you'll see a couple different phones. The, the first flagship phones, we launch three every two years in October. And the 220, the 420, the 620 have been out since last October. These are wonderful phones, solid screen, solid memory, solid batteries, and solid cameras. They do vary in size and price, and you can combine buying the phone and the actual cellular service with together. So $50 a month, $100 a month, or $150 a month, and that includes the hardware, the software, and the services. The services being voice, data, and text. We did a deal with Deutsche Telekom worldwide. Here in the U.S., it rides on the T-Mobile network, but these mobile phones can take multiple SIMs, two SIMs, and you can literally run two different numbers at the same time. If you want to keep your existing number and you're not running on T-Mobile, we can port that over and you can literally have obfuscation of it. For instance, last month T-Mobile was hacked again. Well, I shouldn't say again. That's not fair. But there was Oh, m- it's a little bit true though. Too. <laughs> there there was millions of Yeah, like accounts. 50 million accounts. Yeah, and so think about it. Today you're signed up with one of these carriers and believe it or not, they have your social security number, they have your name, they have your address. But you know what? They even have all your family. It's even worse than that. (laughs) They actually know more about you than even Google and Facebook do, believe it or not. I know it. And that data, that data is a honeypot of data. But if we obfuscate you from not linking your your name to that, you literally separate from it. So you can buy these phones with cell service or without cell service. The phones range from $499 all the way up to about $1199. And they literally will replace your Google and Apple phone. And the operating system that they run, Sam, is called ClearOS Mobile. And ClearOS Mobile actually connects with this encryption key that you get when you get the phone. And that ties to ClearOS Server, which is a bunch of servers all out in the world. Hewlett Packard Enterprise, the number one server in the world, actually pre-installs ClearOS Server on all of its Gen 9 and Gen 10 servers. They don't even do that with big other companies like Red Hat or Microsoft, etc. But literally, you can grab the server side of it and be a node on the network that actually ties the storage infrastructure that then connects down to the phone. So in other words, if you were to lose your 12 words after you ran it for two or three years and you've got photos and emails and contacts and calendar and wallets and crypto and assets and all that stuff on there, you literally can just lose your phone, drop it in the toilet or lose it. And literally, well, I guess, the new Armor phone here, you could drop in the toilet and get it back out just fine. But the other phones, <laughs> so we, we literally announced and one. And those are at the top end of the scale in terms of dollars, right? Yeah, the, the Armor phone is actually $9.99. Um, yeah. but that, saying it's up there at the upper end. Though. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's Because so, it's so ruggedized, ladies and gentlemen. It's got to be. 
one of the marketing videos that we're doing on it is throwing it in the mud. So like muddy yuck, you put it all the way in the mud and then drive over it with a car and then pick it up and use it. There you go. So that's that's really right. kind of the Littman's test we're playing with. Okay. And how does the plan work then? Your your contract is with Clear for your service, right? Yep. Uh, your phone is, what is it, leased from Clear, or do you own the phone? 24 months, you basically subscribe to it. So you make a commitment to unite together, and we all come together to basically remove big tech from our life. And you, we're not asking for contracts. We're asking for your word. And so 24 months, you commit to it, and you say, you know what, four months later, this isn't working for me. I gave it a shot. Send the phone back, and we'll stop billing you. But the goal is we have to do something different. We're all brothers and sisters here. It doesn't matter what kind of religion, what kind of color our skin is. If we unite together, we can come up with a solution for the conspiring men and secret combinations that we're currently dealing with. Because let's be honest, and you probably know this in spades, and most of your listeners, this is not about a pandemic, Sam. No. It's about a financial reset and digital control. And in the, on the other side of this war that we're heading and into... And it's about population control along the way, but yeah. Yeah, but the digital control is what will drive that population control. Separate, I'm not even going to get into all the health stuff because I, you don't even want to start me on no, that one. I understand. They almost killed me twice. I, under, I get it. So, uh, Michael, so people understand then, what services does this operating system or these phones support? Services as in yeah, applications? Like, can you go on Facebook? And you can do. You can operate in the existing world that you want. So every single Android app, you can pull into it if you want. Um you know, there's certain apps that we say or that we recommend, and there's certain phones. So that within the Clear Phone ecosystem and the Clear technology, there's a phone called the Freedom Phone. You may have heard of it. Yes, I have. And the Freedom Phone is a basically a combination of apps that basically integrate together for freedom-loving individuals. So it's totally integrated, and well, it's then they got to be able to with one click listen to Liberty Roundtable live with that thing. Come on now. Say that again. With one click, they got to be able to listen to my radio show live then. Amen to that. Freedom phone. We do you that. have an app? Uh, we do have an app. It's called LovingLiberty.net. It's an Android and an iPhone app. Let's get it done. It can be done. ported to your Clear app. Let's get it done. Right, right now is the time. Okay. Let's literally, at, at we'll, this we'll, conference, let's figure we'll out a way. We'll talk about that after the fact, but we can get this done. Though. Yes. Yes, okay. sir. Okay. So um, you can then get these suite of apps. Give me a kind of a, a glimpse of what is for the Freedom Phone apps. So these apps, you can, depending on what type of phone you purchase. So the Freedom Phone is a model that's focused, focused primarily on liberty. The Clear Phone is focused primarily, believe it or not, on health and the individual. And then the, the actual Armor Phone is focused yeah, on... And, and I believe it because what we're saying is that these digital worlds we're living in are destroying our health. From anxiety to paranoia to uh, addiction to, I mean, we can go on and on, but th you get the point, right? That's right. All right, go ahead, sir. And then, the Liberty phone. So, so it's basically the armor phone is what we're announcing today. And those are for people that want to be literally high level of security and protection where there's life or death situations at hand. So you've got the armor phone just announced. You've got the clear phone, been shipping for about a year. And you got the freedom phone, which our second round is going to be shipping in November this year. All right. Tell me about the freedom phone and the apps that are collected there for freedom lovers. The Freedom Phone apps come with things like Parler and other apps that are similar, Newsmax, etc. And we'd love to have the Loving Liberty Network on there. Let's just learn a little bit more about it and see if there's a good quality app there and something we could get behind. Okay. So we'll work on that, ladies and gentlemen. I just want you to understand this clear technology is what I'm going to call it, is revolutionary. 
in that it is decentralizing the world. Yes, technology is cool, but centralized systems, ladies and gentlemen, are not only rotting our children of the future they deserve, but it's rotting uh, everybody of uh, everything that they hold dear and the security and safety they deserve. So the Declaration of Immunity, um, I don't know what you call it, petition or whatever. Give me where that's at one more time. To find that, you go to digitalworld.earth and you click on basically the section that'll have the declaration. You'll see it right in the front. All right, that's important for people to sign up for. Where do people go then if they want to learn more about the phones, get involved? You not only have um, clear.co.com that you can go to, but there's also people that are starting to sell them too or be partners with you guys, right? Yeah, so retailer the or distributors or whatever you want to say. Yeah, so the Clear phone is sold only through the Clear United ecosystem. And those are only people that influence other people, just like you, Sam. The ability for I probably don't influence anybody. Whatever. <laughs> I, I this is this is the the probably the best interview I've ever had on the radio because I actually try to understand what you live every single day. I closed my eyes through this whole interview and just tried to there connect you to you and it's rowdy, listen isn't to it? you. Oh, it's beautiful. <laughs> believe, it or, believe it or not, when I was young, five years old, at five to six in that year, when I started school, my teachers figured out that I couldn't hear anything. I was, I was fully deaf. Oh, that's brutal. And well, it's the same, same reality here. So I literally, it took about six months and a couple surgeries, but I was able to hear again. But I don't know about you, but when you lose one sense, one of the other senses just absolutely picks into another level. And I have just observed it. Yeah, because it. you just you tap into it as a necessity, right? Yeah, exactly. That's what happens. You got it. That's and I don't know that literally the sense gets any better, but your ability to interpret and rely on that sense increases substantially. I guess what you focus on, you improve. Yeah, huh? absolutely. Right, ladies and gentlemen, part of the reason this interview is so unique is that I'm an IT guy for a living, so I can dig in a little harder than, <laughs> than most talk show hosts might be able to, and I can try to provide, provide clarity to clear. How's that, ladies and gentlemen? Michael Proper, thank you so much. Thank you, Sam. And one other thing to note, sure. about four years ago, we made a commitment to develop ClearOS Server for the blind. And we'll talk about that in a future interview, my friend. Much love. All right, there you go, ladies and gentlemen. You are listening to the one and only Liberty Roundtable Live. I'm telling you right now, ladies and gentlemen, the interview with Michael Proctor or Michael Proper was very good. It was a proper interview. I'm telling you right now, uh, the guy was great. He understood we the people. He understands what it takes. He is interested in privacy. He is for uh, decentralization. Everything that we stand for is liberty, love, and Americans. He stands for the guy is just incredible. And uh, so the interview was so great on both sides. I loved it. He loved it. He went and grabbed a couple of his developers. <clears throat> one of them developed the Freedom Phone, uh, and then the other one developed his um, super rock-solid hardened phone for those in construction or the military or whatever else, if you want a, a rugged phone and stuff like that. Uh, anyway, just tremendous stuff. But then he had me interview both of his developers, and I'll save that for another day. Uh, another broadcast because I want people to get exposed to these clear phone options. Uh, the mainstream mocking them big time. But we're going to get the last laugh, ladies and gentlemen. I'm telling you right now. All right. Um, just one second. Another incredible interview coming up. You are listening to the one and only Liberty Roundtable Live.
protecting your liberties. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance Pride. Sudan's civilian prime minister, Abdallah Hamdak, was put under house arrest and several other ministers were also detained Monday in what appears to be a military coup in the northeastern African country. The arrest come a day after the Biden administration met with the head of the military faction of the Sudanese government and warned him against staging a coup. A La Nina weather pattern in the Pacific is bringing rain and several feet of snow to California. The National Weather Service in Sacramento issued numerous warnings on Sunday concerning the rainfall, flooding, and debris flows. James Michael Taylor, the actor best known for playing the reoccurring character Gunther on Friends, has died at the age of 59 from prostate cancer. He passed at his home in Los Angeles, California with family. Tyler was first cast on the show as a background actor, but went on to become the reoccurring character with the most appearances. USA Radio News. It's been tough talking to my doctor about constipation with belly pain, discomfort, and bloating. I finally laid all my symptoms out there and how they keep coming back. She said I may have irritable bowel syndrome with constipation, or IBSC. We agreed it's time to try something different. Linzess, or linaclotide, is a prescription medicine that treats IBSC in adults. Linzess works differently than laxatives. It lets you have more frequent and complete bowel movements and helps relieve overall abdominal symptoms, belly pain, discomfort, and bloating. These symptoms were studied in combination, not individually. Do not give Linzess to children less than 6, and it should not be given to children 6 to less than 18. It may harm them. Do not take Linzess if you have a bowel blockage. Get immediate help if you develop unusual or severe stomach pain, especially with bloody or black stools. The most common side effect is diarrhea, sometimes severe. If it's severe, stop taking Linzess and call Call your doctor right away. Other side effects include gas, stomach area pain, and swelling. There could be more to your story with IBSC. Visit a doctor in person or online. Say yes to Linzess. Learn more at linzess.com or call 1-800-L-I-N-Z-E-S-S. Sponsored by Abby and Ironwood Pharmaceuticals. Some lawmakers are condemning the Biden administration's handling of the crisis at the border. Brad Bernards from the Texas USA Radio News Bureau reports. The Biden administration has completely turned a blind eye to what's going on at the nation's southern border, and it's time for Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas to step down. Representative Ashley Hinson said Friday, there's just been a complete void in leadership, the Iowa Republican said on Newsmax TV's Wake Up America. There's just been a complete void in leadership. He has repeatedly misled and flat out lied to me and other members of the Homeland Security Appropriations Committee, and I think it's time that we start uh, putting that politics aside. And he, as you mentioned, the Biden administration and what they have done in the past 10 months is completely turned a blind eye to the situation at the border. So every time I've asked questions that the American people deserve answers to. Hinson added that she hasn't gotten a response about her request concerning Mayorkas, but that's par for the course from an administration that takes months to respond to her. We are USA Radio News. I want to dedicate this song to Mr. Rupert Murdoch. All right, ladies and gentlemen, back with you live. The hard-hitting, incredible interviews continue from the Week in Act Conference on Liberty Roundtable Live, ladies and gentlemen. Tracy Scadden is our next guest, and I'm telling you, Tracy is tremendous. She's a registered nurse. She's been in the business for 34 years as an RN. Uh, She works in the hospital and in the ER and other places like that, and she's tremendous. And she says, I will not wear the mask. I will not get vaccinated. And she mixes it up with the staff uh, as well. She hasn't been fired yet, but she says if she gets fired, so be it. She wants to stay. She wants to work. 
She wants to serve. She wants to care for people and help people become healthy again that are ill. That's what she's done for the last 34 years of her life. Here she is, Tracy Scadden on your radio. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans, Sam Bushman, live. We can act conference, we can act.net. You've missed the most incredible event, ladies and gentlemen, since COVID began and beyond. It's incredible. Speakers, vendors, Americans standing together for the sacred cause of liberty. And it gives you hope for the country. I'll tell you that right now, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, and uh, weaconact.net, if you go there, you can uh, sign up and uh, use the keyword liberty, capital letters, liberty. You'll get a discount. Uh, and then you can have the archives of the speakers. You can't get the incredible experience of rubbing shoulders with some of the greatest patriots on the planet. That you got to be here in person for. But we can make sure the speeches are available for you. We can act.net's where you get that done. Sorry for my voice, ladies and gentlemen. I've been doing literally about 12 hours of radio in two days, so it's a little bit out of control. Nevertheless, it's worth it because of the caliber of the people that I'm spending time with. It's just amazing. Uh, Tracy, uh, what is it, Sadden? Scadden. Scadden is how you say it. S-C. Yes. Tracy Scadden with me. And she wants to put together a silent vigil for COVID vaccine victims. Now, that's incredible. And I believe there are vaccine victims to the tune of thousands. If you study the VARS database, ladies and gentlemen, you literally got, um, what, 700,000, almost a million adverse reactions to the vaccines. You've literally got uh, 30,000 plus deaths attributed so far. So, ladies and gentlemen, we need to have a vigil not only for the deaths, but for the adverse reactions, sometimes even worse than death, because you have to live lifelong with pain lifelong with disabilities it is a tragedy of epic proportions ladies and gentlemen tracy welcome to the broadcast have i done it justice you have all right catch me up what got you on the idea when's it happening who's involved where's it going to be give me the deets well it's a silent vigil for covid vax victims and it will be held on november 4th from 5 to 7 p.m on the corner of state street and south temple um, our dress That's downtown Salt Lake City, ladies and gentlemen. Correct. And our dress code is black for mourning. And we'd like you to come and hold a sign if you've had a loved one that has um, died from the vaccine or if you've had a loved one that has been injured. Because the adverse reactions, the injuries are serious, folks. They're not just like, I got a toenail that hurts. They're serious. I mean, people are literally um, destroyed for life, aren't they? They are. All right, tell me how you got onto this idea. Are you doing it alone? Who's doing it with you? Nope, I belong. I'm a registered nurse, and I belong to a group that meets every Wednesday down in Salt Lake, a medical group, and it's called Health Independence Alliance, and they are the ones that are spearheading this. All right, Health Independence Alliance, and are they doctors too? There are doctors that meet. There's nurses. There's occupational therapists. There's chiropractors. You name it, they've been there. And it's called Help Independence Alliance. Sorry, ladies and gentlemen, I'm just trying to take notes uh, on this at the same time on this. So are there a lot of doctors and nurses uh, for this? Because, you know, a lot of the nurses and doctors are afraid they're going to shut down, lose their jobs, lose their licenses. And uh, how many of them are willing to actually stand up in this group? There's quite a few. And we get more and more each each Wednesday that we meet. Yeah, because they start to realize more and more of the truth, don't they? Exactly. Uh, it's one thing to, to, to say, yeah, we're for vaccines in general. And then when you see the death and the destruction and the carnage in the wake, you change your mind, huh? Exactly. 
All right, so when you guys meet, what do you meet about? Well, we just talk about the mandates. We talk about um, our medical freedom, and we are, they're actually trying to put a clinic together and a school for those that are homeschooling. And the school will do what? Well, it's it's a it's a homeschool, and it's for um, kids that you know don't want to wear the mask. That once they okay, so it's an education of how exactly. to respond and how to deal in society when they try to force this on you. Exactly. So you're talking about uh, I don't know what you want to call it, but vaccine autonomy, mask autonomy, in the sense that hey, you know what? I own my it's my body, my choice. The slogan they always used to use when it came to murdering babies. The slogan we want to use now, right? Correct. Yep. All right. Are most willing to speak out like you, or are you one of the very few that are this vocal? I'm pretty vocal. I've been at the same hospital for 34 years, so I'm I'm pretty vocal. I don't let too many things slip past me without speaking up. And uh, do you still have your job then? I do. And they're not going to kick you out? Not yet. They haven't mandated it yet. Uh, are they? Is it a matter of time? Are they going to? Because I've got a lot of doctors and nurses and friends that are saying, hey, man, they're going to flat out let me go or I'm going to have to leave or, you know, what are the options? And are, are you facing that directly or not yet? Not yet. And I just had a skills day last week and they were doing the booster, but they didn't say anything to me yet. And you've let them know clearly I'm not doing it. Right. What if it costs your job? Well, I've been there 34 years, so I can step down. And you will, if you need to. Well, I'll let them fire me. Yeah, of course, because you don't want to give them any excuse. Right. I understand. And you just want to stay strong in your commitment and be silent and serve and, and uh, deliberate in your actions, right? Correct. But I'm not silent. You're not. So <laughs> no, I'm pretty vocal. What, what, and what if they uh, discuss these things in front of you? Do you uh, just quietly let them talk or do you interject? Oh, I interject. In fact, just uh, about three weeks ago, I got into an argument with one of our supervisors and I was quoting Dr. Peter McCullough, who has spoke here today. Yes. And I had spent like three days with him. And I was telling this uh, supervisor, I said, you go down and ask those ER doctors if they had a COVID positive patient, and, but not sick enough to be in the hospital, would they treat them? Would they give them a treatment plan? And he went down and asked them, and I was referring to hydroxy or ivermectin. And he came back and said, two ER doctors down there said, no. And I said, that is wrong when there are treatments out there and they've sent this person home with literally a death sentence if they've been watching the CNN news. And my question to these doctors who said no, they're ER, right? Exactly. Okay, and my question to them would be this. Do you realize that between one to 200 members of Congress, their families and their staffs have been all taking ivermectin, knowing full well of the truth? Exactly. I, would, I, I hope it opened up the supervisor's eyes because I knew what they were going to say. I knew that they would say no. And my next question would be, why not? Why not, even if it may not in your minds have efficacy in terms of uh, true studies and, and legitimacy and approved for such applications, when we know the vaccines don't have true authorization, because the vaccines they're giving people are not the, quote, approved one. Exactly. We know that. We furthermore know, though, that there's adverse reactions. Are they willing to um, document the adverse reactions in the VARS database? 
And well, are they willing to then, uh, if somebody goes home and dies, are they willing to be responsible for that death when they know the, uh, uh, a real agenda is first do no harm? Exactly. And that's exactly what I said to my supervisor. I said, there are treatments out there, and they've literally sent people home with a death sentence because that's all they hear on the news. And I said, shame on them. And I said, I would never, never send anybody to the ER with that kind of attitude. And I said to him, I said, when this isn't about right or left anymore. This is about good and evil. And this is evil. Well, and it's, it's, when it's first do no harm, that's the whole creed. My response is, look, if you know they're going to go home and suffer, why don't you at least give them oxygen opportunities through a prescription? Why don't you at least give them ivermectin and or like-minded uh, options? Uh, and why don't you give them every opportunity to live? Why, why not do that? What harm can you uh, administer by doing that? Exactly. And you got to weigh that against the life that you can save. It's just, it's, it's a crime. Now, why do you think these doctors and nurses are so in lockstep for this? Do you think they just think that my job's on the line and I got student loans to pay even though I've been a medical professional for 20 years? Now, what, what do you think the reasoning behind it? I don't understand how they've got so many people in the medical profession whose creed is first do no harm, whose whole purpose for being there, most of them, are that they really care and they want to help. I believe that. To this day, I believe that. But why do you think almost to a person, with few exceptions, are they doubling down in defense of this evil? Any idea? I have no idea. I just know that it's evil. It sure is. But it shocks me, and I'd like to really talk to them and say, why are you doubling down on this? When you know full well it's hotly debated, when you know full well you see example after example, Congress is one of the best examples, and their families and their staff, that's a lot of people. Uh, when you have uh, Dr. Pierre Corey testifying before Congress, begging them, representing frontline doctors, begging them to give this a consideration and to legitimize it, and the Congress knows full well. But yet to a man, these doctors and, and many of the nurses and medical professionals are simply saying no, no, no. Why are they so pro-death in this? Do you, you, you really don't know? I have no idea. Have you talked to people about it? I, I do, and I, there's a pediatrician that I send all the information to, and I send him all the talking points of Peter McCullough one time, and he, he started saying about, well, he's suppressed or whatever, and, and you know, it's a lie. And I says, mm, you know, he told me that all of his PowerPoint presentation came from the CDC. So if you don't believe the CDC, then who are you going to believe? Big Pharma that owns everything? That owns the media. That owns. Well, wait the a minute. Colleges? If we're, if Dr. McCullough is doubling down in carrying out the CDC reality, in other words, the documents match between McCullough's testimony and the CDC, then my question is this: Are you not willing to follow the science? Exactly. That's what I said to him. That's what I said to this pediatrician, and I have it in text, and I'll keep it till the day I die. Wow. All right. So you're a registered nurse. Correct. And you're really willing to give up your career over this? Well, I've been there 34 years, and it's very depressing. So, yep. Tracy Scadden, ladies and gentlemen, registered nurse, will not take the masks, will not do the vaccine, will not stay quiet, with Health Independence Alliance in Utah, putting together a silent vigil for COVID vaccine victims, ladies and gentlemen. Give us the time and place of the event one more time. And then can people find this online? 
Um, I'm not sure if they can find it online. It is going to be November 4th from 5 to 7 p.m. The dress code is black. We will be meeting on the corner of State Street and South Temple. And there is a phone number you can RSVP victim to. It's 385-315-0578. And the reason that I'm asking if it's online is because I want people to have a way to share it. You know, social media really makes a difference for us right now. It does. And I've got um, Eric Mutos from uh, Business Revival. I know Revival. Eric well. Uh -huh. Okay. I sent this to him last night. I'm going to send this update because now I have an address. And he said he would post it. All right. I also want you to get a hold of me. I can get it to lovingliberty.net, and we and others can spread the word as well. And if you remind me next week over the next several days, I'll promote the event as well. Okay. Perfect. All right. Email me, libertyroundtable at gmail.com. Just okay. like it sounds, libertyroundtable at gmail.com. And I will go ahead and, and uh, help promote this a little bit more, and we'll see how many people we can get there. I think we ought to make, expand it to the nation, though. Wherever you are, uh, you can do a little bit of time of silence and prayer for the victims. Uh, between those times, you can have people do that all over the nation. Correct. And I think we need to do that for sure uh, because we want health and healing. Uh, a dear friend of mine uh, is in the hospital, got put on a ventilator literally almost died, got trached, uh, is now uh, starting to revive and come back, almost died. His name is Dr. Scott Bradley, <gasps> dear friend of mine. I know Bradley with Defending Utah. He's on the radio with me every Monday. Dear, dear friend of his family, uh, and we are praying for his recovery now. Wow. He will not do vaccines. He will not do the masks. The reason that he's so sick and the reason he's in the hospital is because they wouldn't treat him with the right things that he needed, and it became too late, and he had lung problems from the military, and now as a result, he has been in serious trouble, uh, and uh, there you have it. So, all right, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank this you. is Liberty Roundtable Live. All right, ladies and gentlemen, nurses are taking on the establishment like never before, and so are school teachers. Angela Wilson, incredible interview with what she's done uh, as she left. She got fired being a teacher because she wouldn't wear a mask, and here's her response. Angela. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman continuing live from WeCanAct.net. Incredible conference. We're calling it Liberty Conference 21 at Saltaire in Salt Lake City, Utah, ladies and gentlemen. The premier uh, inaugural event and man it's going to be a wonderful opportunity going forward to have these events continually i'm working on that with tina and others so i i'm telling you just amazing speakers incredible vendors and people in the crowd that are just movers and shakers for the sacred cause of liberty one of those is angela wilson ladies and gentlemen and she's an author of three books we'll, which we'll get into in a minute but let's talk about who you are as a person and your personal story you were a teacher right Correct. In the public school system for 24 Ouch. years. That's rough. Yeah. And where did you teach? You, you don't need to give me the school. Just tell me kind of where. In Utah? Uh, yeah. In Utah County, Nebo School District. Okay. And uh, then uh, you're loving your job. You're a teacher. People who teach love it, right? Correct. And then what happened? Well, um, I never wore the mask from day one. And so I was on their radar. They knew I was um, not going to go along with these mandates. So um, there's, there's, of course, a long, detailed story, but the bottom line is I lost my job because I wouldn't wear the mask and I wouldn't comply. And I, I just want to say there's no way I was going to teach a lie to my students. And the lie is? 
The lie is is that they have to comply with everything authority says. The lie is is that they uh, have to stay distant from one another to be safe. Those are the major lies. Yeah, and those are lies, in my opinion, they really strike at the very heart of the human soul. Humans need touch. Humans need uh, affection and, and to feel appreciation and to recognize um, gratitude. And, and these things, when masked and distanced, are muted, if not deleted from the memories, the hearts, the minds, the fleshy tablets of our hearts um, that it takes to be a real human. Correct. And, and also, I guess I left out, of course, the lie that the mask was actually helping them or helping anyone to not be sick. Yeah, because you're saying that you can even get sick because of your mask. Right. And, and I, um, I also didn't like that it was taking away their humanity by covering their smile, smiles. I feel yeah, like and this is what I'm talking about, that heart, that, that human uh, element of us all, that when you mask and distance, it mutes it, if not takes it away completely. Yeah, because um, smiles are so reassuring. And even if someone's not smiling, the face is just a reassuring Im image. Yes. And um, there's actually this really airy uh, song that I heard like a week or so ago by, um, gosh, that singer from the 80s, Billy Idol. It's called um, Eyes Without a Face. And I thought, yeah, to see eyes without the full face is disturbing. So the psychological damage that that does, that they were uh, perpetrating on our youth, I would not participate in at all. Understood. Did it assault you just from a moral point of view or from a religious point of view or all of the above? Um, yeah, all of the above. But I mean, yeah, I, I, I believe in God and I believe that we're children of God. And I thought it was a complete offensive thing to God to take away our humanity. So do you have family? I do. And what do they think of you just deciding to up a quit? Well, I, I am single, so I guess when you say family, I'm thinking of my 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 immediate family. But yeah, I am single. So when I lost my job, I wasn't telling a husband, "Hey, honey, we're going to have to get by on half of our wages or whatever." Yeah. I was telling myself that I was going to depend completely upon God for my support. Understood. And I, and I don't mean to pry, but I do want people to understand the the ramifications, the implications, right? Yeah. And, yeah. and that's kind of why I mentioned that. Okay, well, so you, you I was, rejected the masks, you lost your job, then what? Um, so I, I um, without going into major details, I, this, I, I had been called on a mission. I knew that I was preparing for a difficult thing. I had no idea that it would be this or how it would come down. But, wow. But God had prepared me to be strong, and I had asked him to do so. So I knew I had been called to do something difficult, but I didn't know when it was going to happen or how it would happen. But I had asked him to strengthen me, so I was strong when it happened. But... Um, I, so I had time to figure out what to do because he had prepared a little bit of money to get me by for a little time. And with that time, I decided to write these books. And I thought it would be a two to 300 page book to help people live free. And uh, it turned out to be over 700 pages. And it's really for anyone 11 to 111 that needs to be able to um, know who they are so that they can truly live free. So give me the idea of the books, just so everybody understands, ladies and gentlemen. We're talking about the Freedom Foundation, 
is the core of the series, then you've got several different books relating to the Freedom Foundation series, right? Yeah, I call it Freedom Foundation's Resource Manual and Study Guide. There's a volume one and two of the Resource Manual and the Study Guide. They, um, so what I have done is written the Cliff Notes to Freedom. So it covers a lot of knowledge, and um, that means that I wanted to be able to give people who didn't know enough the big picture quickly. I also wanted to have things in there for people who think they know all they need to know about freedom, maybe some heads up to things they don't know. And I also wanted it to be, um, I wanted it to keep the information that you might not have access to, say your social score goes down too low. So it's a record keeper of information that could be lost. Wow, okay. So is it, is, is it a read-through, or does it a, use as a you know, resource and study guide? Yeah, that's why I call it a resource manual, because it is not meant to be just read once. It is meant to be uh, referred to back repeatedly. So like you would refer to any reference manual repeatedly. How did you get your core understanding of liberty so well that you could write these books in such a short time? I mean, it hasn't been very long, right? No, only 10 months. Um, you know, this is one of my life missions that God had been preparing me for a long time. So I'd always been a student of history, and I had paid particularly close attention to the Holocaust. Yes. But, of course, I'd paid attention to Mao's China and Stalin's Russia and just uh, tyranny in general. And yeah, Holodomor on the whole sort of it. Right. So... I had been prepared for this, and also, um, as a teacher, I'm good at taking information and killing two or three birds with one stone, so sure. I knew how to make this uh, information do multiple things. Wow. How do people get the books, Angela? Uh, you can contact me at uh, freedomfoundations2021 at gmail.com. That's my email. Freedom Foundations with an S. 2021 at gmail.com. Yes. And, you know, people can um, find me at Liberty places like this as well. Excellent. So you'll be uh, having booths and showing your books and you'll be on the circuit a little bit, right? Absolutely. Are you going to do a public speaking tour? You know, I would like to figure out how to get a little more. Uh, I've done, I've done, this is my third uh, radio interview, so I need to get on that circuit. <laughs> All right. Well, we can help out more with that as the future unfolds. Are you going to write more books in the series, or are you going to do another series? What's next? You know, um, after doing this, and just just these are hot off the presses, um, what I'm going to do is spend the next year training people in the book. So if you buy the complete set, you get four hours of free training to understand it. Wow. Okay. And, and then I think after uh, a year of that, We'll see what happens. I, I have already, in the short time it's been released, learned so much about how to help people navigate this information. So, All right. How much is the series then? Um, you know, I am right now, <laughs> I'm giving it a kind of a still and a deal. Uh, it, so if it goes up, that's just because I'm, I'm starting out and I'm starting low. It's $140 for all three books. All right. Excellent. Ladies and gentlemen, there you go. And you go to where again now? Freedoms, no, Freedom Foundations with an S, yes. 2021. At gmail.com. At gmail.com. Angela Wilson, thank you so much. Thank you. Freedom Foundations, ladies and gentlemen, you got to dig it and you got to build your foundations and you got to have a resource, right? And you got to also have a study guide. That's what it's all about in the series, Freedom Foundations. You are listening to Liberty Roundtable Live. All right, ladies and gentlemen, there you have it. Three incredible interviews all hour long. We've got a lot more where that came from that we'll be playing over the next several days. Listen to me. 
the Weekend Act conference was incredible. Over 3,000 people in attendance. I even was able to send out a text to over 2,000 uh, people that signed up on the text promoting the Constitutional Sheriffs and Peace Officers Association. Here's what it said. The CSPOA is creating constitutional counties. Think about that. To learn how to make your county constitutional, get involved now. And then there was a link to the CSPOA.org. So incredible promotion of what we're doing, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, telling the tale of liberty, we manned the Loving Liberty booth both days. Thank heavens for Molly and Liz and Zach and all those folks that helped me with it. Thank you, thank you, thank you. A million times thank you. Your work was just tremendous. It was an incredible conference. Therefore, the mainstream press attacks us like nobody's business. And that just tells you, ladies and gentlemen, when you're catching the flack, you're right over the target. We're telling the tale. We're truth tellers, and they don't like it. They don't want it. They want us to shut up, and they want to promote their communism and their socialism agendas. We will not let it happen on our watch, ladies and gentlemen. It is about freedom versus tyranny. It is about your agency. It is about your right to choose for yourself. And ladies and gentlemen, we will defend that right all the day long. That's who we are. That's what we do. That's why we've been on your radio for more than 25 years. Five and six days a week, two and three hours a day, going to conferences all over the country telling the tale of liberty. From public speaking to running booths to being on your radio, that's who we are and what we do, and we beg for your support. LovingLiberty.net libertyroundtable.com spread the word donate every penny will be used to grow our presence in the media i run my company for a living during the day so i'm not begging for your money so i can go to disneyland with my family i want you to help me grow our presence in the media and boy does it take cash to be everywhere and to tell the tale of liberty to be a truth teller everywhere takes money again libertyroundtable.com lovingliberty.net please spread the word and donate today would you would be so grateful uh, for sam and all of our guests god save the republic of the United States of America.